1: We were just playing around with which microphone we were going to be going with here today. Should we just hang out and visit a little bit today from 4 to 7 p.m. Mountain Time? Glad that you are on board. Yes, I know the Broncos are playing, but nobody spends time on that anymore, especially this year. Especially, most especially, because this is where the action is. And sorry, Broncos, but yeah, we come on when you're on and they dread it. Oh, they do dread it, ladies and gentlemen, and I don't know, kind of a few things to talk about tonight, like a lot of big, hairy, significant stuff, good stuff, great stuff, happy stuff. I have to say one thing. Driving in to the radio station today, my commute to the radio station, was eventful or remarkable for for one particular thing, in that every single light was green, Usually I get stuck at like, you know, at least a dozen red lights and I just take my time and ponder over some various and sundry things to be discussing. But for some reason, it was all green today and I just sailed right through. I didn't even stop once. The forward motion of my vehicle never stopped once. And do you ever have moments like this, episodes like this? where all the lights are green, and I just think it's got to be related to, yeah, Donald Trump announcing his presidential campaign for 2024, maybe Donald Trump being reinstated on Twitter, that, that's got to be a factor, it's got to be some kind of a karma thing, when uh, the gods above seem to want Host Dunn to have smooth sailing into the studio today for very important times, very important historic moments and on that, I do remember one time as when we were having our third child, I was awakened in the middle of the night, and my wife said, it's time to go to the hospital. <laughs> and I was like, sat bolt upright. Usually I don't wake up like immediately, but when you hear that, you're nine months pregnant, and you hear it's time to go to the hospital. I mean, I sat bolt upright. I was dressed in about five seconds, and I was ready to go. And we headed to the hospital, and every light was green. It could have been because it was, like, so early in the morning and the timing was, you know, just right for all the green lights. But, man, we sailed to that hospital, just never lost forward momentum, and went off and had our third beautiful, wonderful child, who I just watched at a swim meet all day yesterday. I was up in Thornton at the Veterans Memorial Aquatic Center all day long. Maybe I'll do some vignettes on that. You ever sat inside a room an indoor aquatic center from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., like all day long, with artificial light the whole way. That was interesting, and it was a wonderful experience, you know, uh, hanging out there watching all three of my kids, actually, all, all three of my oldest ones, my youngest, my one-year-old, still not a swimmer yet, do the, do the big swim event and some of the best swimmers in the state, and, you know, they, they, they held their own. They, uh, they made it across to the other side of the pool every single time. But at any rate, enough of this silly prattling on when we've got heavy-duty business here. Yeah, Trump running in 2024, and I, for one, am thankful. I am glad. I am just so glad that Donald Trump is not letting the bad guys win, letting the deep state win, letting the administrative state, the three-letter agencies, and the hysterical extremist Democrats who are trying to destroy this country, destroy this economy, destroy our domestic and foreign policy scenarios. Man, I am really psyched. I'm really excited. I have to say, I kind of knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. I've been, you know, I'm a reader of the tea leaves. I've been watching the signals. I've been watching the things Trump has been saying um over the past many months on the trail out there campaigning on behalf of various candidates and sort of ramping up the likelihood as the as the weeks have gone by and so he's in it and i hear there are mixed reactions to it from some folks in the commentary you know how that goes not everybody sees this in the glorious light that it should be seen in <laughs> not not everybody but I would like, uh, you know, as time goes on, if you have any thoughts, should Trump be running? Are you excited to have Trump running? Are you glad for this? Or do you have reservations? Do you have hesitations? Do you have concerns? Or are you uh, of the group that thinks, that oh, this is all bad, this is all bad? And I would like to just talk to everybody and see what they're thinking. And for the folks that think that this is all bad, you know, negative scenario, Perhaps we could debate a little bit. Perhaps we could have a conversation about that and just see if there might be a meeting of the minds at one point or another. And that uh, we'll we'll get to that. But the the Trump being reinstated on Twitter scenario, oh, that's huge, the liberal meltdown. Oh, yeah, they're worse than the Stasi, the East German secret police. Because, you know, when the Berlin Wall came down, you know, they just let it come down, and you didn't see the Stasi out there moaning and wailing. Oh, no, there's a little freedom now in, in Berlin. <laughs> That's what we get here. Free speech shows up on, on Twitter, and you got the spectacle of leftists. Oh, they just, they're the Stasi, and they don't want free speech. They don't want Trump to be back on Twitter, and we'll see if he actually wants to tweet again. A master of suspense. He'll probably drag it out for a while. His Twitter account is repopulating heavily. He used to have 90 some million followers. I remember back in 2015 when he was toying around with running. And in here on Backbone Radio, I said, you know, before, I think Trump's going to run. You can go back to those podcasts back in 2015 of host Dunn sitting here saying, I think Trump's going to run. I think Trump's going to win. I think that this moment is right. And um, sure enough, so I, I followed Trump back then. I think I was like around the three, in the three million, one of the early followers, three million, then it went up to 90-plus million. And then, of course, in a moment that shall live in infamy, the tech tyrants, the Stasi, threw him off of Twitter because, you know, they just they don't want free speech. They don't want the president of the United States communicating with the American people. And interestingly enough, his last two tweets before He was unceremoniously thrown off Twitter. We're uh, making a call for peace, 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 on January 6th, respecting the Capitol police force and the rest of it. I'll read those as time goes on. Again, further undermining the left's January 6th bogus narrative. While we are on bogus narratives, I might do a little vignette on how you can tell if a mind is on propaganda. <laughs> there are ways you can tell when minds are on propaganda, and a um, little essay on that. I'm an expert on decoding propaganda. But imagine your mind not living in reality, but imagine your mind living in a man-made, like art piece of art, like Edvard Munch's The Scream or something like that. Uh, I'll uh, I'll connect those dots of what I mean there. Also, want to talk about hall monitors in our discourse. So many commentators you hear left, right, and center. What is their actual job? What do they actually do? What is their use? What is their function? Well, they are hall monitors, and they gravitate to that position. They love to be hall monitors and go around scolding people who might question certain narratives or have different things to say that makes the hall monitors uncomfortable, and they want to rise up and be the hall monitors and then shush you and just send you back into your little prison cell. You can't come out of that prison cell. Yeah, hall monitors. <laughs> oh, yeah. Someone's telling me they finally watched The Lives of Others. Text the Studio are up, by the way. Already have a good batch of them in. Feel free to be checking in. The Lives of Others is the greatest film ever about the Stasi. It's one of my all-time favorite films, maybe even number one, ladies and gentlemen. And, no, oh, I barely touched all the topics I want to be getting. Do you know Paul Ryan? is? Congratulating, saluting Nancy Pelosi for her tenure as Speaker. Good old Paul Ryan, the guy who has endorsed Ron DeSantis, and who doesn't want Trump to run. The guy Paul Ryan who says he knows how to win. Yeah, Paul Ryan who went down in flames in twenty twelve. He knows how to win. Oh yeah, listen to that guy, the guy who loves Nancy Pelosi. Anyway, hang hang on, we'll be right back with more action. There we go. Welcome back to the program here and. That was actually the hour two lead-in bumper song, but somehow it popped up in hour one where we were going to watch the world die in hour two when I was going to go negative. But i tell you what, right now, there's an awful lot of positive to be discussing. But, uh, you know, there's going to be some hall monitors that are very upset right now. Mm. Oh, the hall monitors. They don't like questioning the narrative. They they don't like having to step out of the propaganda sphere a little bit because, oh, yeah, they're... They are the hall monitors. At any rate, we'll be getting to more of that in a minute, but I want to just start saying hello to everybody. And yes, glory, Trump running 2024, once-in-a-lifetime chance for this country to overcome the deep state. Yeah, to overcome the three-letter agencies, to overcome the World Economic Forum and their vision for a future of you owning nothing Eating bugs, living in a pod, <laughs> the only entity standing between you and that future is somebody who is the only political figure who has actually taken on the global world order that would be Donald Trump, but yet oh no, the hall monitors they they want they want the global world order that that's they want that. they want to live between the guardrails it's easy it's safer. they feel comfortable there. they feel comfortable, yes. Life will be so much gentler. Mm-hmm. This, if we just don't question authority, yes, let's just stay inside and let's, let's not venture out. Oh, oh, yeah, let's say hello on the phone lines and uh, first in line, Rick and Aurora. Glad you're on board, Rick. How are you doing, sir? Great man, how you doing? Hey, I am Hi. honored to have you doing great.
2: More than happy that uh, Trump's running because quite frankly, you are right. He's
1: our only hope. I can't find anybody else who fills me with any kind of hopeful feeling. I have to say, it, uh, I've been looking around, just you know, just in case there's somebody out there, but haven't found him or her yet, Rick.
2: Yeah, like uh, Megan said, he enters the room; everyone else looks small.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
2: I mean, that's <laughs> and, just the truth. <laughs> and if he
1: re-enters Twitter, there will be no oxygen anywhere else. Well, what, yep. are, what
2: are you guessing? Is he going to say, "Well"? Or stay with Truth Social? What do you
1: think? Well, I think he's going to, he's planted his flag at Truth Social. But I don't know. You hand the ultimate showman um, this kind of a microphone that is just gigantic. He's going yeah, to have to say something or do something, or maybe he will promote Truth Social from a Twitter platform. Um, but maybe just key moments. I, I don't know. What do you think he's going to do, Rick? Like, what, what would you do? If you're in this kind of strange scenario,
2: Oh, it's a it's a tough one. Yeah, very tough. I mean, you want to uh, be on Elon Musk's you know, talking terms and that. So I, how does he play it? I think there's you know about three ways you could play that play it.
1: And um, you know, he's got a big investment in Truth Social, right. which is a free speech platform, which allows people to speak over there. But the and...
2: worldwide forum that Twitter has. Well, he could use that. Right.
1: Though. I mean Twitter has a couple of decades of uh, institutional build up and reach and you know, uh, you know, usership of people who are going to it every day all day long and getting their news from there. It's very hard to start something up and just instantly be on that level, but uh, you know, and Elon Musk actually purchasing Twitter and bringing free speech back in some ways has helped undermine a bit of Truth Social, but uh, but even still, the more of these Actual free speech platforms we can have out there—the better, in my view.
2: Right, right, yeah. Quickly, how are you looking at Arizona? That that thing so screwed up.
1: Yeah, I uh, I just am not trusting that one bit. I don't trust those results one bit. All of the problems, and I've seen some data that uh, most of the people working in uh, the elections uh, centers in Maricopa said that no, the people working there were screwing everything up and causing all these kinds of problems and. So, uh, you know, do we want to, you know, and and you just know the establishment does not want a Blake Masters or a Kerry Lake anywhere near the levers of power. They went all out. And Arizona is always this strange place where, remember (laughs) Fox News called Arizona so early on election night in 20. There's something funky about Arizona. And I just chuck it up to the ghost of McCain and McCain people out there still kind of running the show.
2: There's got to be a hill that we can really investigate all, all this fraud that's happening. you got to stop. Arizona has to have some kind of remediation. I mean, I, I looked at that Arizona, and boy, it just stinks to high heaven.
1: It'd be nice to just have that election again in which they have, like, printer ink in their cartridges, right? And, uh, and they don't have the long waits and the whole deal, and everybody can feel good about it. But if they did that, all oh, the establishment wouldn't allow that now, would they? They'd find some way to say, "No, no, 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 no. These are the results. You're stuck with them." Yep. So, it, I'm, it, I, I, what has Carrie Lake made any recent moves? I've, I saw her send out a tweet the other day that said, "The American people, or the the people of Arizona, know when they see BS." So she well, said that. He mm-hmm. hasn't
2: conceded, and I guess there's a team of lawyers out there, but that's, that's all I've read.
1: in Okay. The last couple of days. Yeah. About that. Well. And-
2: I just in closing I just want to tell you what kind of guy Paul Ryan is. Mm-hmm. He ran a marathon and he lied about his time.
1: I remember that.
2: No care he's got no character. N O
1: I see do you remember that? And you're our beloved marathon man, Rick. Yeah. I actually happened to be listening to that on Hugh Hewitt. I was driving around listening to seven ten Can US and I was listening to the right. Hugh Hewitt show and I don't remember if it was an evening or a morning. I think it was evening. And Hewitt just innocently asked Paul Ryan about his marathon, his marathon time. And, yeah, that created a big old headache for Paul Ryan because he, uh, he either intentionally flubbed it, trying to, trying to promote and fluff himself, or, uh, or he just outright lied. Yeah.
2: You know, something like religion or marathon time, and I really mean this, you know the time, you know your religion. I'd say Paul Ryan, is, remember Barack Obama when uh, Stephanopoulos saved him?
1: Uh, you know, oh yeah, yeah.
2: Ba- I mean, any no, everyone knows their religion. Come well, on. you
1: don't spend twenty six point two miles slaving away to get to the finish line, yeah. and nobody knows that more than you, Rick. Without having your time on your mind every step of the way, right? Right. That, I mean, before you go awesome. in, while you're running, and then afterwards, you know, that's 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 how these things are measured, right?
2: Yeah. There's certain inalienable truth, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's Paul oh, Ryan. Yeah who's now on the board at Fox News.
2: Oh, he's everywhere. And His, his paw prints are... Oh is, he, oh, is he rich, though, now? Oh, his net worth has just gone through the roof. Whew.
1: Oh, yeah. These, these and guys
2: it, play the game. They know how to play the game. Cory Gardner, they, they play the game, and we're the chumps.
1: Yeah, you know, everything they do is for show, and they, they despise the actual voters of the Republican Party, and they just they do their thing. They benefit themselves, and I'm sure it's big corporate rewards for people that play that kind of game. Well, uh, we watch the world die, like our bumper music. We watch our country die, yeah. and oh, somehow the way, they're okay in, with that.
2: I was in Georgia, and uh, it's going to be a mess. This, Were you marathoning? Runoff. Out yes, there? I was. Oh, yes,
1: uh, so you've done one since Springfield, Missouri already.
2: Right, right. Oh, this, this yeah. This is in the uh, Chickamauga Battlefield.
1: And we, we won't ask you your time, but you do remember your time, right? Yes, I do. Yes, indeed. <laughs> See? Yeah, that's what separates you from Paul Ryan. You're a straight shooter, Rick, and a fast runner. <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> all right. Take well, care, man.
1: Well, hey, all right. But by, <laughs> one last thing yeah. on uh, yeah. Trump running. Like, we know what's going to happen. I mean, we oh, yeah. know what the media is going to do. We know that they've already appointed a special counsel, DOJ, the corrupt political oh. hack Merrick Garland. I mean, we know it's yeah. going to be heavy duty. But one thing I would say is that if you are a threat, it doesn't matter who you are, if you're a threat to establishment power, if you're a threat to the establishment narrative of any kind, yeah. these are the kind of things that will be thrown at you. I meant by you...
2: one day about as soon as Trump announced I said, well, special prosecutors should be here in about two, three days.
1: Oh, you oh, called you... that one. Yeah, I did. Man, they uh, they did it immediately. And I think that, you know, the left knows that it looks embarrassing. All these impeachments and these special counsels and the Mueller and all that... It's, it's all fraudulent stuff, but oh, Rick, the hall monitors, they want, oh oh, oh, they might indict Trump. Oh no. Adam Schiff or Garland, they might indict Trump. Oh, the hall monitors can't handle that stuff anyway. Incredible. Yeah. Take care.: <laughs> Yeah, we're just going to laugh at them as we try to save this darn country, which needs saving. There you go. much better than the Fleetwood Mac version, if you want my opinion dreams. And here we go. Yeah, President Trump has announced he's running in 2024. And again, I for one am thankful for this. We know no illusions. No illusions. We know. Oh, somehow my computer started playing music. I better stop that. They're, somehow it just started playing "Voulez-Vous" by ABBA. <laughs> I don't know if anyone could hear that. Anyway, I was trying to search out the name of the singer of that dream song, and the new search function on Apple doesn't let you doesn't let you do that. So uh, you know, every so often, you know, you know, tech stuff lets you do. By the way. In the last segment, I'm sitting here in the little fluffy pad on my earpiece, on my headset, that, that fell off. It just fell off my right ear. So, and nobody would have ever known because when you're a professional, you can handle these kinds of obstacles seamlessly, flawlessly. Your earpiece falls off, your earmuff is gone and you're just hosting and you're just rolling on and you don't even interrupt your train of thought because you're a man of focus. Like John Wick, a man of focus. Yeah. Anyway, uh... Just so I get this, we're off to the phones. Here's Trump making his announcement that he's running 2024. He's going to have to do it again. In
2: order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States.
1: At Mar-a-Lago. And our brother Randy Corcoran was there in the crowd. That might have been him whistling right there. Randy Corbin, make sure you're listening to his program on Saturday evenings. That is the history-making announcement. Oh, you got to love it, folks. But, you know, no illusions, no illusions. We know what they're going to do. We know what the left is going to do, the media is going to do, the tyrants are going to try to do. We know what they're going to try to do. It's not going to be a walk in the park. But whoever said saving the country was a walk in the park whoever said that whoever said freedom was easy no one ever said that did they anybody who is a threat to the establishment will get exactly this kind of treatment any republican who is running who does become a threat to the establishment will get this exact same kind of treatment that's just the deal that's just where we are in this country let's say hello to jack in wyoming jack what thoughts from you up north
3: I just made that statement by Trump. Did you notice what was missing in the statement? Because I always look for what's not there. Uh,
1: what was missing, Jack? Hmm. What did he say? What, what did he not? What was the dog that did not bark?
3: Okay, he said he was running for president of the United States. He didn't say he was running for the for the candidacy for the Republican nomination. And he doesn't need to be a Republican because he could go under the Trump banner and the, the Democrats and the Republicans are the deep state establishment, and they are the enemy, and he knows it, and, and we all know that. And they couldn't possibly beat him if he just, because he, he, he would get like 40% of the vote.
1: Well, it's interesting. Under- and by the way, unfortunately, we're having a little choppiness in your voice, Jack. Um, are you on the road, or are you uh, in a in a bunker somewhere?
3: I'm in my bunker in... in, in in uh wyoming
1: you're in okay the wyoming okay it's a little it, you're sounding good right then but uh you know one thing i would say is that we we've he he i think trump definitely did consider starting a third party in the aftermath of uh of the 2020 election he decided not to he decided not to go down that road i do not think he has looked back um i think he's decided to uh you know try to make the republican party a maga republican party and that's what's got the Hall monitors and the Paul Ryan's uh, of the world and the Bill Crystals of the world so distraught. But uh, I just I don't think we're we're talking third party here. I think it's kind of a given. But uh, well, I
3: think he can put I think he can put them on notice that if the House of Representatives doesn't prosecute all these crimes that the Democrats have done since Obama, if they don't get on the ball doing that, he can hold that over their head. That would be the first. That would be the very first letter of notice I would give to the Republican Party if I. Right. In fact, I'd be surprised if that letter hasn't already been drafted.
1: Now, McCarthy has been making noise about doing some investigating, and unfortunately, if I had to say honestly, I think it's just a lot of show. I think he uh, wants to come in with a bang, and he's going to talk tough, but will there be any follow-through? I don't think so, would be my hunch. And Mitch McConnell, still in Senate leadership, he got 10 no votes, 37 yes votes, and one present vote, which to me... If you still got Mitch in there and McCarthy, who you just really fundamentally can't quite trust, it makes Trump all the more indispensable. Jack, do you think?
3: Well, Matt, we're getting into too many different areas here, but the thing that that you need to look at, the big picture is, is Trump knows how to win. And Trump's a fighter. And Trump's a New Yorker. And I understand everything about the New Yorkers, because I am a New Yorker. Yep, And I don't, think, I don't think there's anything that Trump isn't going to use to make sure that he has presidency. And if it means third party, I believe he'll do it. I think he's going to threaten them with it.
1: Yeah, but I, this is where I would just say, I think he knows that a third party would be an uphill battle. And, um, and you can't just get that infrastructure in place immediately to uh, have a third party and all of the details that would be involved. But I guess we got two years. Maybe you don't rule it out entirely. Um, he has
3: the votes. He, he can divide and conquer. He's got the votes. They, they can't touch him. He's got enough votes that they, they cannot touch him.
1: I don't think they can touch him in a Republican primary. Meaning, I think, if he wants to be the Republican nominee, which he's announced he at least wants to be running for president, then he's going to get that nomination. And the Republican establishment is okay. going to do everything in their power to stop him, and they're even going to give a green light to Garland's new special counsel, which everybody knows is a complete bunch of uh, total crap, right?
3: So well, I, I just I, we're, get, we're getting way off into the weeds here, but my point is is Trump is smart and he's going to be president and he's going to do whatever it takes to be that. and he's, 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 he's way smarter than they are.
1: Uh, you know what? He is, he is. But he's had to learn a bit about the depth and the extent of the deep state and of the personnel that he has had around them and how they backstab. And he reached out to the to the middle. He reached out to the establishment, he tried to make common cause, but they weren't having any of it, were they?
3: No, they're going to backstab. Them. They're going to backstab them all the way through.
1: And I think, see, he knows that now. And now he's off on. Oh, can you imagine Trump as president after having learned the lessons of the last four, six, eight years? Oh Lord! Oh yes! Oh yes! Oh yeah! Oh, Doesn't yes. that just get you right, excited, Jack? Thank you, my man. Let
3: let you stay. There's somebody with a brain. You've talked to me long enough.
1: Yeah. Oh. Hey, you are the man. You're the highest IQ out there, Jack. Next to Blake Gallagher <laughs> behind the glass. Um. You You and Blake are in yeah. a, a tight hey. race. So uh, anyway.
3: Good, good Good night. Good yeah. night to Hugh McNulty wherever you are.
1: Yeah, Hugh, Father Hugh. We send a We send a prayer up high to that man who's discoursing the heavens right now. Thank you, sir. Let's say hello to Kay. Kay, glad you are here. Welcome to the program. Southeast Denver.
4: Hello. I'm so glad the President Trump is running again, and I really love his speech. And I wonder, would you like to hear my 30-second song about Donald John Trump?
1: Yeah, bring it.
4: Hey, okay. Trump, he knows when to hold him, Trump. He knows when to hold him, Trump. He knows when to walk away, he knows when to run, Trump will fight for our freedoms when he's sitting at that table, Trump will continue fighting until the deal is Done, Donald <laughs> J. Trump, 45th president of the United States of America, and soon to be, God willing, our 47th president.
1: Click, I approve it. this message, Kay. <laughs> I approve this message. Boy, that's... Thank
4: you, you Dr. Got... Dunn, and thank, thank you for being on board with the Trump train for, for the longest time. It's, yeah. it's really appreciated.
1: Yeah, I was the first, and once again I say, it's because this guy has the issues that we need to be saving this country and this world. He has the issues. And, he uh, does. you know, it's kind of funny. For years, I'm hosting Backbone Radio talking about all these things that need to be done, and here's how you do it, here's how you win. And, um, then all of a sudden Trump shows up and embodies all of that stuff. It's just, it's just sort of a simpatico situation. They say, oh, it's cult of Trump. Nope, nope, nope. It's the issues. And, Kay, your voice is quite melodious, may I say. <laughs>
4: Um, Well, you're very sweet. But I think that um, Donald Trump is going to be even better the second time around, don't
1: you? Oh, because he knows. He knows knows. what to
4: do now, right?
1: He knows the agencies. He knows the deep state. He knows the backstabbers. They've all outed themselves. And by the way, we do have a free speech zone on Twitter now. Mm. Uh
4: It's going
1: to be a little different set of rules heading into 2024.
4: Well, do you think he's going to be on Twitter, or is he just going to stay in his own place?
1: I think he's going to he's going to do something there. He's going to he's going to maximize that in whatever way is most helpful to him becoming president in twenty twenty four.
4: Well, does um, he own the Truth Social?
1: Um, he's one of the owners, I believe. I okay. think he's got a big stake in it. But Kay, your voice, a star is born. I'm telling you, Kay, a star is born right here, right now. Be right back. There you go, a little song called Some of It by Eric Church. That's country music poetry, as you're accustomed to from the music of Eric Church. He's very, very good lyricist, if I do say. And of course, the great Dwight Yoakam had a whole tour with Eric Church some years back. Man, that was a great one. And we're talking about Trump 2024 announcing he's running again, running again. And some lessons have been learned, some of it, some of those lessons have been learned. And yeah, they're going to say, oh, Trump's out for revenge, and Trump's out for revenge. But guess what? In this case, revenge is justified. Oh, heck yeah, revenge is justified for the grievous injustices visited upon his presidency, and by extension, everybody who voted for President Donald Trump, and all Americans, frankly, you can hear the fear in the voices of the Republican Party establishment. You can hear the fear in the voices of the Democrats, of the Biden administration. What are they afraid of? I think, uh, you know, if they just knew that Trump wasn't going to win, they just knew, of course he's not going to win, he's not going to win, he's going to go, oh, they wouldn't be so afraid. Wouldn't they be encouraging Trump to run again? Wouldn't they say, great, this is so great, Trump is running because he's just going to go out there and lose, right? Oh, but that's not the deal, folks. They are scared. They are scared of Donald Trump. The same people that don't want free speech, that don't like our Constitution, that do not believe in the fundamentals of the american proposition the american heritage the american history and its all of its nobility they're the ones who are afraid and oh yeah just watch this i mean again it's just fear on these people they've already appointed another freak moron special counsel what a bunch of political hacks it's so transparent at this point and this is where I say, you know, say you're an ostensibly conservative commentator, you know, and you're one of the hall monitors and you're going back years, and you actually gave any credence to the Mueller-Russia-Russia Russia stuff, the Steele dossier, the impeachment one, the impeachment two, anything to do with Ukraine. Oh, but what are they afraid of in part, in part, is that Donald Trump could end up exposing, oh, so much of their malfeasance. In Ukraine and elsewhere, the ruling class dishonesty that has been running this country for so long for decades, we now have a chance again to overcome that to get around that ladies and gentlemen and once again uh, again, if they weren't afraid of Trump they would they, they would want him to run if they knew he was going to lose, they would want him to run, but they don't, and they know, as Megan Kelly said. And caller just said just now that when Trump breathes, all the oxygen goes out of the room. <laughs> every last bit of it, every political figure in this country, even in the world, is a dwarf. A dwarf compared to Donald Trump. And sometimes we overlook that because we're so far inside all of this. We're so far, uh, you know, embedded in the narratives, right? Some of us are. I'm the one who can stand athwart it and see through it. Yes, I am so humble. Getting humbler all the time, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, you and me, Blake. Humility. Let's say hello on the phone lines 303-696-1971. Everybody invited, you have mixed food. We know it's going to be rough. It's going to be brutal. Oh, get ready for it. Mayhem. But I have a huge appetite for that. I have a huge appetite for whatever it takes to save this great and glorious nation. Oh, just give me more of it. I want, I just, I'm hungry to save this place. Brad in Lakewood, welcome. Yeah, think you
0: for taking my phone call. Yes, I think uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene's making a major mistake by supporting Kevin McCarthy. I think Matt Gaetz is right. McCarthy's going to turn, turn on her. Now, a little bit of history lesson on McCarthy. He voted for Boehner as speaker. Without Banner, we don't have Ryan. He also voted for Ryan. So, uh, furthermore, how many times has uh, Kevin McCarthy claimed to oppose Obamacare but voted to fund it? He's also uh, part of huge budget deals that spent far more money than the Democrats. So, uh, I'm 100% no on Kevin McCarthy. I don't trust him. Uh, Yep,
1: I don't trust him either. I'd say he's a little bit better than McConnell, but not much.
0: Well, just because you're better than McConnell doesn't mean you're good. It just means you're better than
1: Exactly. Uh,
0: McConnell. Totally.
1: He, agreed.
0: He's better than Pelosi. Furthermore, he caused Ma- Madison Cawthorn to lose. Yep. And five of the ten Democ- Republicans who voted to fund Obamacare McCarthy supported. And now they're saying he was involved with this, what is it called, FXS? Uh, that, FTX. That, yeah. yeah. He's involved in that as well.
1: Yeah, that is one heck of a fascinating scandal. I introduced it last week. I might do more on it tonight an amazing money-laundering money laundering scheme where U.S. taxpayer dollars go to Ukraine and then Zelensky in Ukraine invest back in FTX, and then FTX distributes money to Democrat politicians. Second biggest donor to Democrats after George Soros is the FTX butts that just went belly up. Ooh, I've got thoughts on this, but you think McCarthy has a fingerprint or two in there, huh?
0: Yes, uh, I support Andy Biggs 100%, and I called up uh, Tom Cotton's office the other day, and I started pointing out the faults of... Uh, Mitch McConnell, and if Cotton supported Mitch McConnell for speak, uh leader, that not he just as bad as McConnell? And they, they got mad and hung up on me. And uh, Mike Lee, now he's involved in the sort of amnesty scheme. Uh, now, you notice how Mike Lee didn't mention that before the election when he needed money and votes. It's after he's elected. Now Mike Lee's uh, involved with Cornyn and in this amnesty.
1: Huh? Mike Lee has never been good on immigration uh, from the beginning. Um, but I don't know who the who the no votes were. There's ten no votes on McConnell, Brad, and one of them was Josh Hawley.
0: I imagine like um, Scott, Mike Lee, Ted Cruz, uh, Ron Johnson. I believe Mike Braun. But they
1: the have Marshall. to come out and say who they were. I would yeah, love they, it. They but uh, the only one who's actually come out is Hawley that I have seen. I may have missed something somewhere, but I doubt it.
0: Well, 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 well they all do it in secret. That's uh, infuriating. the infuriating part about it. Is uh. As much money as they make, they don't have to join a, uh, Medicare or Social Security. you think they could at least have a uh, Rick Scott or a Mitch McConnell by, by their name. And Mark Levin was thinking that Rand Paul voted for him. And uh, Rand Paul has a habit of a he picks and chooses what he wants to support the Constitution. Uh, I'm not entirely sold on him either.
1: Well, he does seem to sometimes not follow through in uh, the most principled manner. But he's still, boy, he's still better than just about all the rest of them. But by the way, think about this, Brad. If Mitch McConnell is still the leader of the Senate, Republicans in the Senate, and McCarthy is still the leader of the Republicans, he's going to be the Speaker of the House, 219 to 216 majority, doesn't that make Trump more indispensable? What do you think? I mean, we can't trust Mitch. We can't trust McCarthy. Who can we trust? Who can we trust anywhere? Um, And then Paul Ryan out there saying how much he loves Nancy Pelosi. It's just they're, they're showing us who who they are right Rather, and it's 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 dry it's driving people further further um and stronger to trump by the by them just showing who they are all the time would you, would you agree with that or not brad
0: yeah i agree with that and also uh watch the election results whenever a republican wins it takes fox news two or three days to report it after everyone else has reported it but when a democrat wins fox news is the first to report it now last i checked they're still stuck at 218-212 uh for some reason whenever a Republican wins a primary or wins a uh, election Fox News doesn't want to report it till about 3 or 4 days later. Yeah.
1: yeah. Fox News and the Murdochs are not to be trusted either. Make no mistake there. Their early call in Arizona and the Murdochs using their New York Post, Wall Street Journal, Fox News echo chamber to uh, to banish Trump from their airwaves. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, guess what? I mean Murdoch doesn't get to choose who the next president is, (laughs) but Brad, keep in close touch. Love your commentary. Be right back.